Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 17 of the Everything Motor Racing podcast. We are back again um, after basically a week off because we needed a rest. We're also very ill and yeah, we're we're back anyway and I hope you've missed us. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm back again with Jacob Ward from Now Moto. Hey guys, yep, sorry we, uh, sorry we took a week off. I know it's legal, but here we are. <laughs> Naughty, but um, we're once again missing Gary because he's just far too busy for us these days, apparently. But <laughs> he should be back next weekend, so fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, two in a row now that he's missed. Like we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to seriously consider like a a replacement Gary. Yeah, like a Gary Lee version two. <laughs> yeah, one that, one that doesn't attend races. <laughs> one that isn't busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And has a life unlike us, apparently. You just sit in our bedrooms chatting rubbish about racing, but you know. <laughs> Someone's looked at the comments. <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, like. What was I called? <laughs> that Gimp Taffy, someone called me. Oh, something like that, yeah, because apparently, apparently, Jacob, we know nothing about racing, you know. Obviously, I've been doing everything about racing for six years now, hmm. and I, I don't know anything about racing, so I think I'm going to have to retire. Yeah, I mean, um, it's probably for the best, you know, like, if we know yeah. nothing, you know what I mean? And, obviously, we've never been to a race either, so that photo of us at Silverstone is obviously photoshopped. Yeah, it's literally just me sat in my bedroom crying. Yeah, it's not real. So, yeah, I do apologise to all our listeners who do listen to this podcast, because we don't actually know anything, mm. absolutely nothing about racing. Yeah, I know, so, we, but sometimes people might think, actually, they don't, but we do. Yeah, so we've got to listen to this geezer on Facebook who um, clearly <laughs> knows much more than everybody else in the world about how things work. So Yeah, uh, I, I put him on my story. It's always nice to have a nice message like that. <laughs> no, but big respect to everybody who does give us love. It is massively appreciated. Obviously, we get quite a few messages mm. from you saying you enjoy the podcast and all that, and it genuinely does make our day. So, mm. obviously, thank you very much for that because we the, do work pretty hard. The thing hard. is, as well, it's like, as, as long as the good people drown out the dicks, then it's worth it, no? <laughs> Pretty much. But there are always going to be knobheads. you just got to filter past it, you know. But, yeah, thank you to those people who are do support us in this mythical journey. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it's mythical. It's actually happening. <laughs> yeah, but, like, where the hell we're are we going to We're not chasing up? a fucking unicorn, are we? Yeah, what am I doing, mate? It's like an impossible dream. Like, oh, guess, make it in this sphere, sphere of racing... You know. Well, you're not going to make it with that attitude. Positive thoughts. <laughs> positive. Breathe positive energy. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Yo, get some crystals, you'll be fine. Yeah, oh, God, and some bloody... What is it? The uh, thingy scents. What are they <laughs> yeah, the incense. That's it. <laughs> Burn some lavender, we're going to make it. Some stones, you know, and that's it. That's all you need, mate. Who needs... No, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Need anyway, some crystals, happy days. There we go, sorted. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, right now we're obviously in the bang in the middle of the... Where are we? Bang in the middle of the, the what? What's it? Obviously, the well, mid-season break. summer break. <laughs> That's it. And so there's really no news at all. Obviously, we had World Superbikes last weekend at Donington Park. We've mm. got British Superbikes this weekend at Knock Hill. Uh, Moto America are at the... Well, hang on, Jack. Hang on. We, we, uh, we don't mention British Superbikes, so... Oh, you know, yeah. Don't say yeah. that. Yeah, so remember everything not British Superbike. <laughs> <laughs> everything not BSB racing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's plenty of racing on, but... Mm. Yeah, there's no MotoGP, man. Like, yeah, it's depressing, isn't it? 
It's not as hardcore. bad as Winter, don't get me wrong, but it's still pretty oh, damn win- impressive. Winter sucked. But yeah, yeah. so it's like there's no new news either. Like, we've had Aaron Kennett confirmed, obviously, at the Ponds team, but apart from that. Yeah, I, I expected an explosion of news, and there, there yeah. is none. Like, there obviously, none. we know about Maverick leaving. Yeah. Like, that was confirmed pretty much on the day of the last podcast. Yeah. And then the Monday morning, obviously, we, we realized, yep, though, him and some Lynn Jarvis has cried and said, here we go. Out you go. Yeah, ciao, ciao, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ciao, ciao, motherfucker. But now, yeah. uh, we have no news on a replacement, even though we're pretty sure it's going to be Morbidelli. But hope, of course, anyway. there has been news of a uh, certain Irishman is in the frame. Well, there's a few riders in the frame with obviously Mel- Miguel, <laughs> Miguel <laughs> Oliveira, if I can get my words Miguel out. Oliveira. Miguel Oliveira. <laughs> yeah, Miguel, I think, so. is... It's like you could offer him whatever you want. He ain't gonna take it. He ain't leaving KTM. He, he's gonna stay loyal to KTM. Like yeah, they pushed that's... him through every class. Yeah, like the only thing he, the only time he left it was to go to Leopard, which you know uh. they didn't have Moto Two class at that time. Exactly. Yeah. As there soon was as no the Moto Two chassis in happened, boom, Miguel's on it. Yeah, exactly. He's very. He's got KTM running for his veins. You know. Yeah, so like when if... Yamaha came to the frame and was like, "Oh, you know, do you want to ride for our Monster Energy bike?" He was like, "No." Yeah, like if I reckon if you cut Miguel and Brad Binder, they just they would be orange, not red. Like Mark Marquez, they'd be blimmin' orange. <laughs> yeah, Repsol. Well, they'd be petrol for him because Repsol. Yeah, true. The Brad Binder and Miguel Oliveira just bleed Red Bull. That's all it is. Yeah, nice Red Bull flow. Nice fluorescent colour. Oh, looks yeah. like piss, mate. Oh. <laughs> like, I mean, how much are you drinking if your pee looks like that? Christ. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but you know the colour of Red Bull, like. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't look like pee. Yeah, it does. It's too it green. You, does. you need to go to a doctor, but well, like, well, no, maybe okay, maybe it's a bit brown, but like, as in the red ball, the red ball is brown. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, there we are. We're finding out things about deck today. <laughs> the red ball is a bit brown. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, like <sighs> going back to it in the thing, I think like Miguel is just. He's never going to leave KDM. The only time he's going to leave KDM is to leave the paddock. Mm, I mean, maybe in a few years, like, but I don't know. I think him and Brad are very much solidified in their seats. Yeah, well, Bindo's Rito signed a three-year contract, didn't he? So Yeah, and Miguel's obviously already contracted for next year anyway. But now Yamaha have pretty much, because Miguel, Miguel, my God, because Maverick Vinales is out of the frame, they've got about six million quid to play with. Mm, they they sign a rider, and I guarantee they're gonna piss it up the wall because it's Yamaha. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, like like you've said, it's Yamaha. Like they've got a lot of riders they can go for. Like mm. Davizioso is a free agent, but at the end of the day, he's thirty five years old and he's donned in Red Bull again. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's like everybody saying, "Oh, go Dovi on the Yam." Why? It's you know he's aside from the fact he's basically geriatric in terms of MotoGP. He's been there, done that anyway. Hasn't yeah, he? got it. Yamaha. And Red Bull basically fund his life now. Yeah, like... Monster ain't going to do that. Like, not being funny, they're just not. <laughs> it's a team sponsor, though. Like, if he went to Yamaha, it would be a team sponsor and not a personal sponsor. You know, as soon as he left Tech Free, bang, they dropped him. Yeah. You know, and whereas Red Bull, he's left the Cathy and he's still a Red Bull rider because it wasn't a team sponsor. Monster like to sponsor teams and not riders. For example, Cambobier lost his sponsor even after winning six Moto America titles five but then obviously if we include the super sport title he won six 
under Monster. Good Garrett save. Gerloff. Good save. Good save. Garrett Gerloff obviously won the um well not he won like various races Ooh. and two Super Sport Championships for the Mon- with Monster Energy logos all over him. As soon yeah. as he goes to World, no Monster Energy anywhere. Yeah. You know, so Dovey would be the same if he left Yamaha or once he left Yamaha to retire, Monster wouldn't be stay there. He's got Red Bull, and they have stayed with him. You know, there's a photo around on social media the other day because he does this like jet surf or whatever, and the the blooming jet ski was covered in Red Bull logos. He was wearing a Red Bull hat. He had a Red Bull like vest thing on the life jacket. You know, yeah, he don't mess about. He knows what he's doing with his sponsors. Yeah, and so like I can't see him leaving Red Bull again. You know, he was sponsored by Red Bull way back in like 2006. Yeah, five, 2004 you know? when he won the one to five title, he was regular yeah. rider. Yeah, you know he's not going to drop them again after they've given, nah, jumped back on him now. again. Nah, he, no, he's way. not stupid. You know what I mean? Like we all know, Dobby's a very intelligent man. Yeah, he knows where his bread is buttoned, buttoned, and he ain't going to do it. Like he, he's not an idiot, straight up. <laughs> like he might, he might prove us wrong, you know, because I didn't think Lorenzo would go to Repsol Honda because he'd have to drop his really strong partner, Red. Monster Energy for Red Bull, but he did it. But then he's straight back to Monster as soon as he leaves. You know. Yeah, I think it, I think there was a a bit of a backdoor deal going on there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a. We'll we'll we're it, we'll linger in the picture, but obviously wear this one whilst you're contracted to wear it. You know. Yeah, that's it. Like basically, it's like you know your fridge is still full of Monster, but uh, oh yeah, you love Red Bull, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's why I can't see um Raul. Obviously, we've mentioned it before, but. Like, so I can't see Raul Fernandez leaving yeah. because he actually was sponsored by Red Bull when he was in the obviously the chair in Moto Three. You, you know, know what, did the... Do you know what does my sweet though is when people are saying, "Oh, get a top rack on the bike." Again, yeah. this is why he won't <laughs> get on the bike. Red Bull, you yeah. know they're paying him. They're paying him seven obscene figures. amounts of money. Yeah, yeah seven figures like, for a win. Yeah. So and aside from know, that, Keenan Sofuoglu. Basically dropped Kawasaki because of how they treated him. Mm. Like, like you know, he's going to stay loyal. Like, there's there's no other way to put it. He's happy in Superbikes. End of story. No top racking about GP. And yeah. Come back to this if it happens. But this is about as likely to happen as me. Like, ended up with Dua Lipa. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, obviously, top rack signed two more years anyway, so he's out of the frame anyway. But. I don't think he's getting seven figures a win, but he's definitely getting paid big, back, like Apparently, more than say Jonathan Ray would be getting. Seven million lira, so I don't know what that works out that like, but a million lira a, a, a win, but two is lira is like bad week. It could be like three p in that with money. You know? What's it lira? Oh yeah, I've got it here. Right, so seven million lira. Well, one million, like. Oh, he's getting figures. one one million. All right, two one million lira. lira is what won't Google tell me. Come on, man. Oh, for God's sake. All right, hold on. It's coming. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit this out, so, you know, you can just listen to me. Um, Come on, man. <laughs> oh, one Dex, million. Dex right in the struggle bus. Hundred. One million lira is... Oh, my God, dude. Are, are you mad? Wait, are you sure he's getting that much? One, like, six, seven figures lira? Yeah, well, whatever it is translates to in euros, blah, blah, blah. Well, in Great British Pounds, that's 84 grand. Yeah, that's about right. 84 grand a win. If that's true, because obviously we don't know if it is fully true, that's true, that is. Ooh, yeah. There's no there's no way he'd leave if he's getting 84 yeah. grand a win. 
Yeah, well, we 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 are pretty sure it's seven figures a win, so that's a minimum. What's your source? I'm genuinely intrigued. <laughs> oh god, I can't even remember now. Um, I basically I've read it more than one. Um, all right. I just I'm just racking my brains. I can't actually think where I read it. Okay, I'll find well, it. Even even so, that is like well, that's even not if that he's much getting like the grand scheme of things, really. To be fair, even if he's getting 10% of that, it's still mega money for a win, isn't it? Yeah, but like, apparently from what I... I think it's like the Sophie glue thing of... Because Keenan himself didn't take on much of a base wage, but his win bonus was obscene. His, his win bonus when he was riding in Superbike, Super Sport, and this is confirmed, by the way, this is official, yeah. he said it in an interview, was he was getting paid more than Superbike riders. You know, yeah. he's got... His net and, worth is like 20 million euros. And I think Top Rack follows the same... Uh, He'll have more because he's in the superbike class, you know. Yeah, but I think like his base wage is probably more, but I think it's lower than some. But the win bonuses I've seen. Oh, he'll get stupid win bonus because obviously he's Keenan's uh, pro- prodigy, you know. Yeah, so Keenan it. will have linked him up with everything he had. Yep. You know, it's support from Turkish government and all that as well. You know. So that's why I totally buy that it's Red Bull money that's you know funding Top Rack, and that's why he won't yeah. go to Petronas or Monster Energy Yamaha. Exactly. There's there's this. For him, there's no reason to leave, you know. He's winning races consistently. But he's leading the flipping championship now, mm. you know. And so there's no there's no pull to go anywhere else when... Yeah, why would he? Yeah, exactly. He's winning races. You're still at the top level, you know. Yeah. It's, yes, it's, it's not MotoGP, but it's still the top level of a world championship, like you just said, you know. Yeah. Imagine, like, if that's his win bonus, what's his championship bonus? Uh, well, let's put it into perspective. I think Casey Stoner got... Like three million for winning with Ducati, and then five point mm. four million for winning with Honda. Mm. If to, if Top Rack's getting that stuff, he'll get obscene money. Yeah, like yes, if... it won't be as much from Yamaha, but then the the Turkish sponsors. Ooh. Yeah, the the Red Bull money alone. Yeah, well, because you know, Mark Mark Marquez, Marquez is getting twenty five million a year, and when he wins a title, he'll be getting. But that's just oh. his Honda salary as well. Yeah, that's just like Red Bull and all that on top, mate. Marquez mm. is one of the highest paid sportsmen oh, Mark, in the world. Mark has bank, you know what I mean? Mark is <laughs> Chile. Can you imagine how many women people he's got chasing after him? <laughs> yeah, he's Gucci as hell. Like, let's be honest, like, he's not going to want for anything when he finishes his career. No, like, you know, he got paid 25 million euros last year to just chill, like a thing. Yeah, he offered to give it back, didn't he? But Yeah, he did, yeah. But that, that's me- like... You don't look at him, though. He doesn't act like he's loaded. You know, you look at, say, Fabio Cotteraro is wearing the Gucci, he's wearing but this, which, fair I enough, think if you in want to spend head, your money... he's not. Yeah. Like, in his he's... head, he just rides bikes. He's still up them and lives with his parents. Yeah, like, he j- in his head, he's just a bike rider. Like, he, I think, come the end of Mark's career, we'll see him probably splash in a little bit more. Like, I, mm. he drives a Honda Civic, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, like, he could have had an Honda NSX Civic. off Honda, and he went, nah, I don't want to. Yeah. He's just, he's quite humble. Yeah, yeah. I'd say he's humble, but then a lot of Plymouth yeah, but the, the, so the, face, the Facebook experts would have you disagree, and apparently he's just a grub. Yeah. So hey, <laughs> but you know, like moving back onto the subject, you know, so it's really it's tough. I would love to see Morbidelli get that seat, but I with Yamaha trying all these other riders, I'm like, why? He's literally already contracted to ride a yamaha just put him in your factory team i said you've got the ready-made replacement there like mm. i just i don't it's like you've got a pizza you've got pepperoni ready to chuck on it and you think no i want pineapple today 
But there's no yeah. point in having pineapple when you've got the pepperoni ready to go. That's a really weird thing to say. Well, pepperoni <laughs> shit. If you like pepperoni on a pizza, you're a weirdo. What? That pineapple, not pepperoni. I was going to say, mate, pepperoni yeah. is like god-tier yeah. pizza. No, if, if you like pineapple on a pizza, then you're just a confirmed, like, weirdo. End of story. Well, to go on a bit of a, a, <laughs> a bit of a side thing, Gray, we had a debate in the work office because somebody has a seafood pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they swore by it. They were like, this is the best pizza in the world. Oh, we love this pizza. But the seafood lovers do tend to, don't they? Like, obviously, we've yeah. got manage in the background of us. And he likes tuna on a pizza. Oh, that is Manage, you're a confirmed fruit butt. <laughs> I like, he went out and got a tuna Subway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I like tuna, but come on, man. That's yeah. a waste of a Subway, man. And a waste of a pizza. No, fuck that. Yeah, like... But, like, the analogy stands. Pizza. Like, you basically, that's... I wouldn't say seafood because it's, like... See, Run, not many people like seafood. And, like, good. Raul Fernandez is not a seafood pizza, is he? He's still a damn good rider. <laughs> <laughs> no, Raul Fernandez is a meat feast. Yeah, exactly. He's still a damn good pizza. But when you've got pepperoni ready to <laughs> chuck on it, why the hell would you put anything else on it? Yeah, that's a bit of a weird um, analogy, but okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> Franco Morbidelli is pepperoni. <laughs> pepperoni <laughs> equals confirmed. Yeah. <clears throat> what if he's, like, a vegetarian now and he's just... Tough tits. We've said it now. Yeah. Frank and Modella, you're a you're a fake ve- veggie. <laughs> Imagine if he listened to this and he just thinking, <laughs> fuck you guys. Hey, to be fair, whoever's listening right now is probably like, what the hell are they chatting about? <laughs> yeah, people said to like it. Because they, they're as yeah. weird as us, it's fine. Yeah, but remember, we're sat in our bedrooms chatting shit. So, you know, yeah, we haven't actually yeah. anything. But the, the, what I'm trying to say is, like, Morbidelli <laughs> is the perfect replacement, isn't it? Oh, yeah. There is no better rider to replace... Maverick Vinales and banging Quattararo next to Morbidelli again, you know? Yeah, yeah they, they worked at Patronus. It, uh, it would work again. Patronus, mm. I think, are a little bit up the creek right now, honestly. Up shit creek with that paddle, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, obviously, they're going to lose Franco. Like, pretty much we know Morbidelli has had the offer. The agreement has been come to. So, For Yamaha? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. The, like signatures are needed, but mm. the Yamaha and Patronus have come to, a you know, the agreement. So That's as good. soon as that's signed, like Mobidelli is going to be a factory rider. We like expect we, less. I, we that's what that's people what we, have said. Yeah, that's, that's what the talk. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't. I've got no reason to doubt it. You know what I mean? No, but take that with a pinch of salt, just in case. Yeah, because you know what people are like. So then that shit. leaves Patronus two riders, mm. and with well, Mobidelli and Quattro would probably be top of their list as Yamaha riders. So where do they go? Yeah, exactly. I mean. Well, the rumour that Sky Sports Italia put out is that Jonathan Rea they're after. Yeah, they're considering Johnny Ray apparently, and uh, I, 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 yeah, balls. Bullshit, man. Mm. I'm calling, <laughs> like, I'm calling official bullshit. Well, I put an article out. It's quite funny, actually. I put an article out about <laughs> yeah. it, right? And was like, basically, because I do like a rumour mill, and I put an article out, and the, obviously you got to get a clickbait, title in there so people click you know oh i get people through on the website and so i was like vinales to vr46 jonathan Rea to yamaha and you could tell no one bloody read it like don't get me wrong thousands of people have read it but the comments were all just that's bullshit you're making fake news up this is fake news it's like freaking read it mate i debunked it and said it's a load of shit yeah that's it like i just 
Nah, this but like it is actually balls with Ray. There's more no chance, chance of Maverick going to VR forty six than there is for Ray to go to Petronas. There's more chance of bloody Maverick Vinales is going to Petronas Yamaha. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, that'd be scenes. That'd be weird. But Imagine yeah, that. like <laughs> that would be strange. Like, but, we, like we, Maverick, we know is a pr- a bound. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like the top sources have said he's already signed the deal. You know, this is like top sources in the paddock. I'm not going to name one because I think he's a knobhead. I won't say where he works, but... Don't um, see eye to eye. No, they have <laughs> confirmed it. And obviously, Ricard Hover's confirmed it as well. Yeah. You know, and he's he's on the ball, you know, yeah. like he's and Maverick. He's, he's Maverick, like, personally connected with him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's not even just some Maverick... dude on the street, like the other guy we mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But, <laughs> you know, like, Maverick Vinales to it probably is pretty much confirmed. Yes. So, that, but Jonathan Rea, right, I just want to go down this little alleyway quick. Jonathan Rea has signed a, basically, career-ending contract with Kawasaki, which means he will basically race for them until the end of his career. When yeah. they announced the contract, they never confirmed how many years he would ride for them. <laughs> it was just until the end of his career. It's when he decides to call it quits, basically. <clears throat> yeah. Like, he so, could, in theory, could quit at 46, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, Yamaha have 6 million euros. They can buy him out of that contract. It's not but... about buying it out, though, is it? Like, he's not. happy. Yeah, exactly. Why would like, he give it up for a MotoGP yeah, going why, 35 why years old? For, let's be real. Going in and going into that MotoGP panel from SBK right now would be hard as hell. Yeah. Like, there's no way he would be near the front straight off the bat. No, Look, no like can't. Garrett Gerloff is a podium man in Will Suit Bikes. He mm. went to Assen. He was like, with respect to him, he was awesome, but he yeah, was he still was. a he was still a backmarker. But he was on obviously two year old bike. Yeah, but and the point are... is the jump is as big as it's ever been for me. It's massive jump. It's literally like. Well, jump is comparable to like F1 and MotoGP. Well, it's jump. like British Supersport and Moto2, isn't it? It's just <laughs> such a big jump. Yeah. That is such a big difference that it's going to take you at least half a season to get your head around the machinery before you can even think about the tracks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, when you look back at the last 10 years, the only rider to successfully... There's only been two riders to successfully make the jump in the last 10 years. And, and weirdly, weirdly, they both Yamaha boys at the time. Yeah. Obviously, that's Ben Spees, who won a race, obviously, yeah. at Aston. Then Cal Cotro won three races. Other riders have tried the jump. Obviously, Loris Baz, Eugene Laverty and stuff, but they didn't perform as well. They as were well. They did well. machinery also. Yeah, they were, exactly. Like, Ford Yamaha and then the Avintia, which has forever been crap until... Like, we don't even on. know at this point if Petronas is still going to have a two-year-old bike alongside a factory bike next year. Well, Franco's been confirmed to have a... Um, like her current gen bike next mm. year, but that that would be a given in when he moves anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we don't so... know what Petronas again as the second bike because literally the entire time they've run a year or two year old bikes. Even yeah, when won... Fabio joined, yeah, when Fabio they had an A spec and a B spec. Yeah, they? and Fabio's was tuned down against more ah. delis until Fabio started performance, and they tuned right. it off again. So we don't know if they're gonna have two twenty twenty two bikes yet. Yeah, we have no so idea. So Ray could be right. going for a 2020 Yam, you know? <laughs> he's not going to give up. You know, he's comfy in World Superbike. You know, why would you, you give know, that he, up? He, he's happy. His family's happy. You know, he, yeah. he, you can tell, like, his family are loving being around where he is now. Yeah. Like, 
why would he want the stress of MotoGP? Exactly. He's just he don't. He's good at what he does. Leave him be. Yeah. Like, Stop I, making what stupid a, rumors. What up, really, Sky. really piss me off is when people say, "Oh, you need to go to MotoGP to prove you're the best." That's not yeah. the case. Like, no way. You, you could. He's won multiple world championships. World fucking championships. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like he's playing tiddlywinks on the floor in his house. You know what I mean? It's still <laughs> a world championship level title, and he's won several of them. Yeah, like, exactly. He, no, he, he got nothing to prove by, and, and if he if he goes to MotoGP, more power to him. I'd I would respect the hell out of him and the balls he would show to move, but he doesn't need to. They don't want him. Piss off, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Bloody like, hell. Uh, fake news. No, I, I apparently I'm a peddler of fake news, so you know, I, I yeah, can recognize it. You are a fake news expert. Yeah, so I can recognize it, you know. Nah, it's not gonna happen. End of story. <laughs> Watch it but happen yeah. though, just to make me look like a right cock. Oh mate, if that if that happens, but like fair play again if he does do it, but I just can't see it happening, mate. Yeah, there's there's more it's like top rap, there's there's more against than for. Yeah, there's more cons than pros. Yeah, like Moto Two riders, there's only pros. Super, yeah, World Superbike race winning championship contender riders. Nah. Well, there's pros for like Garrett Gerloff, for example. He's young. He's still got so much time left for his career. So he, mm. there's so many pros. But pros with, outweigh again, the cons. There. With respect to Gerloff, he's not in contention for a, a World Superbike title, is he right now? No. So he's got less to lose. Exactly. Top Rack right, and right. Johnny Ray are the two contenders. I do think next year, say if Gerloff stayed and was on good machinery, I think he could could contend. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. But as it stands right now, he is not a championship contender. No. And but anyway, that's why he's, he's going to be moving to MotoGP anyway. Yeah, on one of the like, Petronas seats. thing is, though, it's the other side of the garage because I do, I worry, mate. I struggle and I worry because... <laughs> With all due, due respect to the rider, I rate him. He's a good guy. I respect him. He's 21st class. in Moto2 There's... is yeah. not movement up. Like, yeah. everybody like... said, oh, Fabio did it. Fabio was a race winner and a podium man. Not at the level of Dixon. That, like, Dixon has shown at the front, but he hasn't managed to finish a race yet or even come near a podium. Yeah, like, he's, like I've said, he's a good rider. Oh, he, and he knows what he's done, but he's been shaken off massively from his injury last year mm. and hasn't returned to form. The next half of the season will be imperative because of their tracks he's stronger at. You know, you've got Austria, you've got Mazzano, you know, the tracks that he's Plus decent five at. more weeks of healing. Yeah, and he's got Silverstone where, you know, he's done more laps on that track than everybody else on that grid, mm. you know. So, like, uh, like, don't get me wrong, we're in, like, I'll just speak for both of you, and I'm not saying Dixon is not good enough. Because mm. he could well be. Mm. But right now, is he showing that he's good enough? And I don't think he is. Well, you're only it's as good through, as your last yeah, race. It's not, not through, some of it's through no fault of his own. But at the same time, he needs to maybe sit down, have a look at himself and think, right, reset. Because his confidence is low as hell as well. Mm. And this isn't the Dixon that we know. He's normally, you know, bouncing around, bubbly, like confidence sky high. So he needs he needs this five week break to reset and and refocus and dig deep, you know, because like you are literally only as good as your last race, and if you're comparing his season from MotoGP, it's it's just yeah, not good enough. You know, his teammates got a podium. 
Yeah, he's twenty first in the standings. Like Fabio Quartararo was what seventh, eighth when Petronas picked him up. You know, he, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't, well, he had a win. Yeah, he had a win. He had a podium. Followed that up twice at Assen, and then the next race, I forget where. You know, Did they he? didn't have to did. scroll to the second page, for example, of Moto Two standings, like they, mm. like like they would have to with Dixon. Yeah. So. It's like there's gonna like... be there's gonna be some people who, who just think he needs the seat because he's British, but that is not the case. No, like yes, MotoGP are desperately looking, and Dorna are desperately looking to put a Moto, no, a British rider on a MotoGP seat. But Dixon's not it, and forcing it to fit will not work. It's like stuffing a blooming triangle into a square. You know, it might fit, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say something really gross there, but I stopped. Oh god, don't do that, please. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just—he's not ready. It's that simple. He—he's he, good enough, mm. but mm. he's not ready. No, he's just another not. year in Moto Two will do him or the world a good. He still has time on his side. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, he's not thirty. You know what I mean? He's... Yeah, he's got a lot to give. You know, and he'd be welcome back if he didn't make it. He could stay in Moto Two. He could, you know, maybe go back to British Superbikes, go to World no, Superbikes. I see no reason Petronas wouldn't want him for another year. Like, Vier yeah. Hayes leaving Petronas. Mm. They need to keep some form of consistency. Yeah, obviously that's unconfirmed that uh, Vier yeah. is leaving, but that's the rumour. But that's pretty much going to happen, because Vier likes to team hop anyway. Yeah, oh my God, the amount of teams he's been in, man. Yeah. Good yeah. teams. Yeah, like... It, like... If he got the seat over Dixon, I can't see how people would argue. Because yeah, he is it, showing more. Yeah. Like, overall, since they've come into the the paddock, maybe Dixon's shown more in a shorter space of time. But he's the one's coming up with the results right now. Yeah. And he's digging deep and he's pulling yeah. out a bag, you know. Yeah, he's had he's... front row starts, he's had poles, he's had podiums for the team. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, honestly, it's a... I don't think anybody can complain when Dixon doesn't get it. It's that simple. Yeah, like there's, like I said, there's no point because what would you rather him do? Not get the ride and stay in Moto2 and be alright, or go into MotoGP and drown? Yeah, go into MotoGP and not prepared, not ready, probably drown. Like you know, you never know. He might be the best. He thing might for come him. out of blooming race win, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it could be the best thing for him. Like pressure might do him, but based on what we've seen in Moto2 with the pressure, I'm not convinced that would be the case. Not yet, anyway. No. Like, obviously, I think he can turn it around, absolutely. Yeah, I'm choosing my words carefully because he is good enough. Yeah, But talent alone enough. is not enough for a MotoGP seat anymore. No, you need talent, consistency, you need sponsors, you need bloody everything now. But more than anything, you need mental strength. And right now, he hasn't quite shown the level. Like, he's shown enough mental strength to come back from the injury alone. Yeah. But... In terms of racecraft mental strength, I don't think he's quite there yet. Mm, well, it's a shame the um, the Aventa team isn't sticking around because if he had a if he had a million euros and finished nineteenth in the championship, I'm sure they'll snap him up. Oh, you like you like Simeon? Stop slating him. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm slating the team, mate. <laughs> yeah, I do it's... like Simeon. <laughs> yeah, best chocolate shop owner out there. Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that guy's a legend. But yeah. it just shows that. Talent sometimes doesn't trump everything because you can come in with a lot of money and get it. Well, would he have a million quid? That's the other thing, you know? Oh, pfft. Dixon, no. Yeah, that's it. So he wouldn't get the Avendis anyway. No. 
But you know, like even World Superbikes for Dixon, he'd be, I, oh mate, he'd be class in Superbike. Yeah, he showed enough in British Superbikes, didn't he? Yeah, and exactly. Basically, World Superbikes is basically international tracks British Superbikes at this point, isn't it? With the yeah. old, the old other right nationality in there. Yeah, so, it's decent. Like it's it, not like it's not like his career is going to end now. You know, if he, if for whatever reason he didn't go to Moto two, didn't go to Moto GP, and didn't stay in Moto two, there's so many other options for him. Like, you know, he like he is the best British hope that we have that's currently in the world championship. Absolutely. So. Yeah, there's just there's but, nothing more to add, you know. Like it's it's he's the he's good enough, but everything that comes with it, not quite yet. Yeah, I just don't believe in sticking a rider on the seat just because of the nationality. Gerloff deserves a seat. He's oh, proven he deserves no, a seat. What you want about Gerloff doesn't deserve a seat. He's American. Come on, now. Oh, just for yeah. nationality, you know. Oh yeah, crap. You know, crap. all he does is crash into people. He doesn't finish on podiums. <laughs> he, um, when he got that uh, podium at Donington Park, he said after that he'd been waiting four races for it, you know, kicking yeah. himself for four races because yeah. he crashed out of podium time four times in a row. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's all part of the process, it. don't it? Yeah, it is. Just like, a learning that, curve. like, that's the thing. Like, those words alone of, I was waiting four races for this, he's now done it and got the podium. So yeah, like he was Dick, kicking Dixon, himself. Dixon, since he crashed out of Le Mans, has just gone downhill. Mm. You know, it's it's and it's it's cruel to say, but that's the harsh reality. Is yeah. that he he his peak was leading that race at Le Mans, and I think it rattled him more than people realize. It uh, screwed him up a little bit, mm. but and obviously that injury is just absolutely yeah. just. Well, I think the injury was due to trying too hard because of that mistake. Well, because he knew where he need, he could be yeah. at, so yeah, you know, you push harder. Yeah, exactly it, and I believe that's the case. Um. Again, I can't fault him, you know, he pushed the limits trying to get at the top, like, fair enough, you know? Yeah, fair play, like, at the end yeah. of the day, you only get one chance, fucking put everything you got into it, you know? Yeah, that's it. And unfortunately, like, you, it was the wet, you know, and he's, he just lost the front, it just dropped out in front of him, you know, mm. there was li- there was no way he was saving that crash, it wasn't human error, it was yeah. just because it was a wet track, and that corner is like ice in the wet. Yeah, so, you know, I can't, I can't fault him for trying. Like, you can no. never slate someone for crashing out of the lead, in my opinion, because oh, yeah. they're obviously pushing the limits to be there. Yeah, exactly. Like, and at the end of the day, fair play to him. He's led more races than I ever will. Yeah. I said, like, <laughs> so? it's, it, it sounds like we're being horrible about it, but we're just speaking in reality. Yeah, we're just kind of, we're a bit brutally honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he listened to this, he'd probably hate us, but the fact of the matter is that everything we've said it happened mm. and it's true you know i wouldn't say true because a lot of it is opinion based but absolutely yeah, yeah like he did yeah. lead that race and he's fallen back now and yeah, like that's what i mean yeah and it's uh the, mm. like the fact is that he is 21st in the two standings which just isn't good enough for a rider of his caliber especially it isn't good enough yeah no it's not and i think he knows that and i hope he does come back you know he's got fabio cotterara as a little like mentor as well so mm. The Fabio and Dixon love it is quite cool, actually. I do enjoy yeah. it. A oh, poor Danny Buchan. Poor Danny. I'm sure his front row at Knock Hill this, this weekend. No. Well, a podium, um, you mean? Yeah, podium. Sorry, we'll make him feel a bit better. Yeah, well, we've got him on the podcast soon anyway, so we'll question him about it. Yeah, we try not to make him cry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try anyway. 
But uh, yeah. So moving on a little bit, I just want to put in a massive shout out to our friend Joel Kelso, who's a friend of friend of the show. Um, <laughs> oh, you're one of them, you? <laughs> no, that's cringe. <laughs> yeah, that is super cringe. I... Friend of the show. No. Get, get back in your box. Though. Yeah, Joel's just a legend. But yeah, Joel Kelso, who will be on the podcast as well soon. Um, basically, he took victory in the Chev Repsol at Algarve last weekend. Yep. Uh, he, by, and he was clearly the quickest rider over the weekend. Yeah. He topped no, it was, it was nearly a fluke. every session. For me, it's it's been coming, yeah. And the the world championship Moto two experience only three Moto helped, yeah. Moto three experience, sorry, only served to to further it, you know. Like yeah, it just pushed him on, you know. And suddenly you thought, well, hang on, if I can be at the top fifteen pace of Moto three, why am I at the front of Moto, Moto three in the Chev? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, sure, and he comes back and he does it. Yeah, you know, he's he's had some torrid luck, bad luck this year with being knocked off and stuff when he was in the front positions and now he's Ooh. finally been able to like you know he came back and instantly p1 fp1 p1 fp2 he qualified Ooh. on pole he led the warm-up with one thousandth of a second ahead of scott ogden and uh, mm, I down in the race and won that. by five thousand i speaking of that warm-up i'd love to know where ogden had for breakfast <laughs> yeah because he qualified in 20 and then bang mm. second yeah. in the warm-up yeah well he didn't get the toe but that's better, mm. Like, obviously, someone sprinkled something good on his Weetabix, so... <laughs> better, better that special sauce, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, um, he just came through and proved that, well, we knew already that, you know, he's good enough to win in Moto3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's now a junior Moto3 World Championship race winner. You yeah, know? He, gets, he gets the Moto3 Championship win, and then all of a sudden he's verified on Instagram. He's gone up in the world, like... <laughs> Yeah, he got bloody verification like two yeah. days after. Nice, nice little tick next to his name now. He's like, huh. God, can you imagine how many girls you tell that if you had it? Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, girl, yeah, I yeah. got a blue tick on yeah. Instagram. I'm a blue tick wanger. Yeah, I got a blue tick. They're like, oh, my God. We <laughs> <laughs> must be going places. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but uh, he's probably listening and he's he's um he's stopped responding to my messages now that he's got this uh, blue tick. So, <laughs> I see you there, Joel. I see you. <laughs> no, it's all good. But yeah, like I was so happy for him. Like literally, I screamed when he won that race. I yeah. shouted so much. <laughs> I thought I thought Olgado was going to drag him. To oh, the line. mate. I thought he had. I thought Olgado had stolen it on the line. Mm-hmm. I, had, I was like... gutted. Their entire race, they were they were all excellent. Like, there's something to be said about the marshalling, and that's a story oh. for another day. Because otherwise, I'll just go and do a twenty minute rant about oh, oh mate. So I'm yeah, not gonna go nice. there. All I'll say is, marshals waving their arms in a track is not effective when you have flags, and when you got a rider laying the fucking track. Yeah, like who yeah. nearly died because of that incident. Yeah, go well soon, Voight. Yeah, uh, go well soon, Harrison. Yeah, is it Tib Fib and Fever break? Yeah, and then obviously the it was a compound fracture, so the bone oh, came through yeah, the skin, bone was sticking out the leg. So yeah, go awesome, oh. Harrison. Yeah, we hope to see you back soon. Yeah, he's had some shocking luck this year, being smashed into. You know, mm. he literally has just come back from a really bad injury, and then bang, that happens. Mm. Yeah, thankfully, we've got obviously a race in, in the chair in two weeks' time, and then he's got until the gap is mental, right? Two yeah, weeks' time, it's we've like got November, some races. Yeah? Yeah, and then from July, we haven't got any race until October, and then another one in November. I don't understand that. 
Like, how the hell? Do you know where I think <laughs> it is? Genuinely, do you know where I think what? it is? I reckon CEV now know that the level is that high that if anybody gets sacked mid-season, they're going to pick up CEV riders. Well, so yeah, I think they the want him to slot in. Well, it could be, because at the end of the day, like, Fermin Eldergay now has a lot of time on his hands where he could now do um, wild oh, cards in the world Do you know what the really you know? annoying part is? We oh. know if he wins both races and Lopez gets P2 and P3 in the next race, he's champion. He's champion. So imagine how annoyed you would be if Lopez goes P2 twice and stops <laughs> oh, him winning man. the title and he has to wait till October. By one point out, and he's going to mm. wait until October. Yeah, like because like, he is the class of the field, isn't he? And he's yeah, better yeah. than any British Supersport rider. Yeah, but Panny's rubbish because he's not breaking lap records, Jacob. <laughs> Like he's rubbish. He's overrated. Like, honestly, though, no, I I I don't mind messages like that because no. you know it's it's quite fun to play with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I've got nothing against him. Like the one who messaged. Like I I enjoy his messages. I enjoy having a bit of banter with him back and forth. Like, but yeah. to say that he's not a good rider because he's not breaking lap records, etc. That that's you can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah. And he's that. plenty good enough. To get into yeah. the world championship ride, you could slot him no. right now and score points every race to the end of the Mate, season. He only, no he only finished, he only finished in twelfth at Mugello on his debut on the Triumph. Yeah. Shit, mate, it's fucking shit. <laughs> get but, him out. He's only sixteen. Rubbish, mate. Yeah, yeah but uh, it's uh, like I think the gap is so that riders can slot in in world championships and then go yeah. back to to CV to finish the seasons. Yeah, I mean, there is, obviously, that's like Moto2. Uh, there is a Moto3 race in between there because they're doing Mizano. Um, mm. And so the Moto3 class will race as a support class for the World Championship at Mizano. So that'll be interesting. That's a shop window, if nothing else. That is a bloody interview of a century, you know. And so yeah. you just know that there'll be so many negotiations going on for next year or that weekend. If not even that. Like, if you step up and impress... Yeah, and come maybe top three that where you maybe hadn't been quite up there previously. Suddenly yeah. you're firmly in the window of everybody thinking, "Oh, who's this guy?" Yeah, and because it's Mazzano, it's a great leveler because lots of the riders who don't race and the rookies there will have never raced there, you know, unless yeah. they're Italian. Yeah, like, so uh... it's a great leveler, and I could see, I could see our VR the the VR forty six riders either racing there or in the world championship as well. Mm, yeah, well, I am assuming that they'll wildcard the actual worlds. Both. Of yeah, them. I'd assume. Like, so, well, but... Sura, we think is going to stay at snipers regardless, don't we? So. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Sura is now a full time world championship Met three rider, which is so deserved. But I wish he was yeah. on a KTM. Yeah, <laughs> but um, obviously, where Philip Salah just left snipers to go back to Bristol, mm. which sort of understanding, you know. Fair yeah. enough. Like, yeah. Sura is not a bad replacement. He's a freaking good rider, Sura. Yeah. So I think Bartolini will be having the wild card. Yeah. Um, But anybody who's been in C... Like, I think any strong CIV rider will be looking to try and snatch themselves a ride at Mizano there to try and impress. Yeah, yeah. Matteo Batte. Yeah, Batte will be yeah. very good there. Batel, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. I know you get anal about that. <laughs> Well, no, it's, um, it's not the thing. It's just, uh, that's how I say it. But yeah, like if Matteo Batel, I would say, you know, um, I think now. Zonta van der Goerberg will be good, I imagine, because he's racing in the, the CIV. Yeah. On exactly. the beyond, well, so I'm hoping. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see who the wild card, because at the end of the day, 
there's opportunities to wildcard in the Chev or the World Championship. So, like, we'll, we know the price of a Moto Two wildcard now. Yeah, and in British pounds, grand. it's it's a lot of money. It's like twelve to fourteen grand. Yeah, if you can find those funds and impress, suddenly you're massively in the shop window. Yeah, and thankfully, wildcards are obviously back on the cards now. So we will see a few. Austria, mm. hopefully we'll see some more. Probably Matsuyama again in Moto 3. Yeah. Um, but bloody hell, please give Mario Aji a more I was card. just he about deserves... to say that. Like, Aji's impressive more than Matsuyama at the moment oh, for me. Mate. He's stunning. He's really good, Aji. I really mm. rate him. Mm. I, don't like a... the, I don't like the toxicity of some fans that he brings. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, just a shame his fan base is toxic as fuck. Yeah, well, not all of them. Like, not all of them i'd say about one to two percent of them are toxic but god yeah. they're loud <laughs> yeah it's like five percent makes more issues than 95 percent mm. of the entire fan base you know yeah like <laughs> I've, I've had messages from people apologizing for their comrades behavior about yeah. Aji. it's like you know a lot of them are just normal fans like yeah yeah, yeah. but but you yeah, know I've... he deserves he deserves a shot at the world championship to really show his skills yeah so does scott ogden Getting what card at Silverstone. Yeah. Go on, Jorge Martinez. You know what you're doing. Come on, Mr. Aspar. I'll walk your dog for a week. <laughs> Get like, some pocket money in you, you know. <laughs> yeah, because um, if there's a seat going next uh, in Moto3 next year, Ogden has to be in the window. Well, it's the fast. It's the second highest Aspar rider in the World Championship. And if I, if, yeah, and six obviously overall. We've discussed, yeah, exactly. We've discussed, obviously, in the past, like, Olgado, who we've said will probably go to Aspar if, but if yeah. another team swoops in there and bangs him up and pays more, then yeah, Olgado um, might go elsewhere and Scott Ogden's in a window suddenly. Yeah, so suddenly Ogden is the he's the the guy, you know? If Olgado yeah. decides, oh, I'm going to Isle, yeah. then and that could happen, end, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the day, like there's now an Aspar Moto 2 seat available, so That's Garcia, exactly who's second point. of Sergio the championship, Garcia will go up. is going up, isn't he? I'd hope so. So then the seat alongside the Guevara suddenly becomes very, Oof. very desirable. And if, if say, Holgado goes there, though, imagine how lucrative that'll be for Aspar having two junior world championships as teammates. Yeah. Um, Oof. I, I, I'm on the fence that Holgado won't go there. Hmm. But I'm, I'm, I think he might, but... But at the same time, it would be deserved, and it would suck for Ogden, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but if he doesn't, and then a seat opens up, Ogden has to be first in line. He has to be for sure on talent sure. alone. Thing is, though, <laughs> let alone one... being British, which we need in the championship, and mm. already riding for Aspar on talent yeah. alone, he deserves a there's, shot. There's only one spanner that can be thrown in the works, which is if David Alonso picks up the rookies championship and moves, because mm. then Dorna uh, will activate the rule where he can then race in the world championship. At mm. 15 years old, because he's won the rookies all the But chair. he's not going to win the rookies. So I don't he might think... do. He's leading it now. I still don't think he's going to win the rookies. I, I'm saying that with a little bit of hope for Scott, but <laughs> I, I don't think... I think Olgado is going to... Or possibly Munoz have got slightly more in rookies overall mm. than Alonso. I think... Alonso is so... still an excellent rider. And I, the other thing to consider is Alonso's riding the development bike. Yeah. So I think they'll want him to stay down another year to ride I, the current bike. Yeah, because I think back if, even comparison. if Alonso... Alonso's got a podium, obviously, in the Moto3 Championship, 
But I could see him winning, say, the rookies and staying in the chair for one more year mm. just to get his experience and stuff up. Yeah, he's still a young guy, you know. He's, he's 15. Still, yeah, like, the, he still has type, plenty of time on his side. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying to push riders into the championship younger and younger. Guevara has skewed, skewed it, haven't he? Because he's... Sorry? Ca- Guevara has completely skewed what normal is now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Pedro, Pedro Costa. Yeah, like, they, they've literally... they If that's the new normal, it's worrying. Because oh, you need terrifying. to be on top of your game at all times. We're going to start seeing 14-year-olds just absolutely blitzing it in the chair for some mm. point soon. <laughs> but that's not a new thing. Fabio did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, yeah. He won his first Chev Meta 3 World Championship at 13 years old. Like, if that's the company As a rookie, at that age, then that's not a bad benchmark, is it? You know what I mean? No. I still can't believe that. 13 years old and he was winning the Chev Championship. Yeah, when you got that it, you got it. sickening. <laughs> I still remember when... Um, he needed the Jam- humbling. Yeah, he did, 100%. But, like, I still remember when uh, Jaume Masia was the youngest rider in there at, like, 14, and he was tiny. He was a minuscule kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, he literally did look like the kid off Home Alone at that point. He doesn't he anymore, literally, but at that point, no. he does. He was so small. Obviously, riding for the Estrella Theatre team, like... Mm. No, there was some talent in that year. Bloody hell. Oh, my God. I, I, let's do it, actually. I'm going to go through the list now, just to... Um... Well, on Estrella Galicia alone. Yeah, that year. it was... <laughs> so let's have a look. Yeah, right. CV Motor Three or was it twenty fifteen? I think it was. Yeah, it was the year after Fabio left, wasn't it? Yeah, let's have a look. Yeah, it was. Right, so here we go. This is mental, right? So Nicolo Belega, champion. Mm-hmm. Albert Arenas, Aaron Canet, Albert Arenas, which would have been on the Mahindra at that point, wouldn't he? For no, Hasvana, Hasvana. Oh, the Husky for Asa. Yeah. No, Husvana for uh, Leglis. Oh, of course, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and then he was only what four points off a championship, thanks mm. to a well placed um, timed crash from Lorenzo Della Porta in race one. Um, oh yes, yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Very coincidental, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so ch- obviously, Licolo Belega, Albert Arenas, Aaron Canet, Johan Mir, <laughs> Jaime Messia. Carol Idampawi, Bo Ben Schneider, Lorenzo Della Porta, Tony Abellino, Ralph Fernandez, Marco Vazzetti, <laughs> Kato Toga, oh yeah, Ayumi Sasaki, Roy Skinner, Maximilian Kapler, oh, what a name that is. <laughs> Max Kapler, my god. <laughs> that's a name, isn't it? Jeez. What? Oh my god, that's a throwback and a half. That is a mad throwback. Not but Max yeah, Koffler, like... by the way, Max Kapler. <laughs> Kapler, yeah. German rider race for the... Um... He's an IDM now, isn't he? Mm, yeah, he's he is, still yeah. on the 300s, isn't he? I think he might be, yeah. But he raced for Saxo Print, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, there's some the freaking standard names. Honda. Yeah. Uh, Loris Cresson was in it that year as well. The hell. And Mark Garcia, Patrick Pullican. Patrick Pullican. Oh, I've got a throwback for you. One that was in the... Uh, who did a few wild cards. Mexican... God. Gabriel Martinez Abrego. Oh, that's a throwback. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. a vintage year. My God. But yeah, that that year, like stacked of talent. Like obviously, John Mir, yeah. uh, Masia, Belega, Kanek. Oh, like, my God. You know, it just proves that 
It is, <laughs> People say is British Championship's better. <laughs> oh, well, obviously the British Championship's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody wants to go into the Ducati Tri-Options Cup, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They win the Chav Moto 2 Championship, and then that's it. Ducati Tri-Option. <laughs> and then, yeah. God, just reading those names, like, you just, it's mind-blowing. It's, that's it's basically an entire Moto 3 field. Yeah, well, most of them are. Well, some of them are even in MotoGP when you go and like two. There's some of them are now world champions and multi champions with your Mir, obviously Arenas now as well. You know, stacked yeah. of talent. And every year it's just more and more stacked. The names we they're in the championship now in five years' time will be like, oh my god, that rider, no way, there were there. You know, it's mm. it's just crazy. Like reading down that list, I just I just felt such sadness for Kip. Oh, I know, I know. Like, Trodas ruined Kip. No, Kip ruined Kip. Kip. He should not. Right, I'm sorry, but he, he should two never have ridden with that arm the way it was. Well, not even that. He should never have left Moto 3 after one year. I see why he did it. Agura did it, and he's fine. But, no, Agura, Agura did yeah, three but years. Know, yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, what showed one good season, and Honda Team Asia want to push him up. Yeah. Which is yeah, fair yeah. enough, you know? Yeah, because they're trying to push through. But after one but, year as a rookie season, like, but come on. the difference is Agura was better than Pawi, so he, he he swam, not sunk. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Agura. That's because Agura had more years in the World Championship. Pawi did one year in the World Championship mm. and was forced to move. But I'd you know? say Agura was a better rider anyway, honestly. But yeah, that's by the by. But like all the Malaysian fans saying, "Oh, pa- Petronas ruined Pawi." They didn't. I'm sorry, but they just did not powie ruin powie by making silly decisions to try in a rush but it's mad to think his finger pretty much ended his career like that it's mental did you see the state of it oh my god it was shocking you know like when you cook a sausage too long (laughs) that's what it looked like (laughs) (laughs) but like he had like six operations on it before they eventually were like all right screw it we'll cut it off like Mm. the amount of riders that were missing fingers and stuff like that and digits like yeah, Roger so, Hayden and all that. All missing uh, occupational hazard, I'd call it. Yeah. What's the thing that hits the ground first? It's your hand. Exactly. Yeah. Unless, like unless you eyesight and you land your head, but that's yeah, that's rarer, thankfully. It's funny with like bikers and all that. Like you either lose your finger by crashing or lose it by lubing your chain up. Yeah, so I was about to say, or you lose it by getting caught in the sprocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that happen once. Really? Yeah. Um, I, when I was racing, because obviously I raced motocross for a while, um, yeah. guy goes down in front of me, I smash into him, um, go over the bars. As I pick the bike back up, I just hear like a scream. I yeah. look over, and his hand is inside the sprocket, and the bike is just going, Ee! Oh! <laughs> I, I, had, I had to hit the kill switch for him, but yeah. I, I didn't, like, I probably, sh- looking back, I probably should have, like, tried to move the wheel, but I thought, if I do that, I might cut his finger off. So I just yeah. hit the kill switch, go back on my bike, and start racing again. <laughs> nice, yeah. Well, lots of compassion. Well, I didn't want to move it in case, like, I want. I I would prefer the medics to be the one to cut his finger off, not me. Yeah, you that's know? it. Well, just leave him with your bike and go and race his instead. Well, no, because his bike was in his own sprocket. That's what I'm saying. Oh, his finger was in his own sprocket. I yeah, it was yeah. In yours? No, no, in his own sprocket. How the hell do you get your finger stuck in your own sprocket? <laughs> I, from, from what I could remember about it, because I can't remember the crash like all that well, because obviously it was more the shock of seeing a hand in a sprocket. Yeah. But from what I remember, I think he, he 
folded the front um and instead of like going forward like you normally do he tried to like pull back on the bars and end up sliding off the back so ah. then he, he ended up like almost crashing into his own bike <laughs> it's like so, people that get run over by their own cars <laughs> yeah like what's his face Brian Harvey out of five yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it uh. was it was not a sight I want to see again Um, but the bike was like trying to rev and I yeah. just thought well fuck this like you know I gotta do something so I just hit the kill switch and then medics arrived I rode off like, never wow, did find okay. out what happened to him but I, really? I, I can't even remember his number or like where he looked like or anything but I just mm. remember a hand in a sprocket like <laughs> great probably like telling his kids one day this guy knocked me off <laughs> but I didn't knock him man. off I hit his bike not him yeah that's what you say when we play ride oh I didn't hit you I just smashed into your bike that was yeah I just smashed into his bike and went over the bars you got fucking yeah. hurt like yeah <laughs> it did hurt yeah I'm not surprised Needed a new front wheel after that, a bastard. <laughs> I don't even know how the hell we got onto that tarant to uh, tangent. But... Well, because Kip lost his finger, didn't he? Oh yeah, he did didn't he? Like we've had some pretty gnarly injuries these last few years, haven't we? Mm. I'm just uh, I've had serious ones. I feel far between. Like, but like the safety equipment does need to take a round of applause for itself. I think. Oh mate, like the airbag safety and all. The airbags mm. are probably the best thing that were ever implemented ever. Yeah. Yeah, because imagine how many broken bones they have saved. Oh yeah, and live. Like, no, actual well, live. It, like, if if you're gonna die on a track, like it's it's morbid to say, but if you're gonna die on a track, an airbag is not gonna save that, is it? Unfortunately, no, it won't. Like if you're gonna die, you you've had to have really been very unlucky at this point. It's not like yeah. in the seventies where you go out, you're probably dead. Mm. Now, it's a freak accident. And yeah, that's how cause... it should be. Because motorsport is dangerous. It can happen. Yeah, of course. But now it's more... It's so uncommon and more of a freak accident that it's... It does hit harder, almost. Yeah. But it's thankfully so rare that... Because of the safety measures. Yeah, I mean, fans of, like, British Superbikes will know of a rider called Aaron Clifford, who um, mm. I'm quite friendly with. And we had a chat a little while ago, and I made an article. Oh, friend! And basically, he destroyed himself, like, internally, you know, like, oh, yeah. smashed himself to bits. Oh, yeah, and he said, horrible. Oh, shocking accident. He got basically got run over. And, you know, without... If he didn't have an airbag, he said... No, he, he said if he had an airbag, his injuries wouldn't have been anywhere near as bad. And, like, mm. we saw a few weeks at Aston... Pedro Acosta get run over. Mm. You know, if he didn't have an airbag, oh my god, that could have been quite serious internal injuries. Though. Shocking internal injuries. You know, like it protects your ribs, it protects your internal organs. Well, basically, it you blow, know, it basically you become the Michelin Man, where everything's protected. Yeah. The only bit it doesn't protect is your head, but then you've got a helmet on. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's going to uh, be the next thing for me is like an internal helmet airbag to try and <laughs> stop. Not genuinely, like because. Now, it, helmets are that safe. The number one problem is concussion. Yes. Which true, is obviously true. your brain rattling in your head as opposed yeah. to anything else. I think they're going to try and do an airbag where it, it sort of locks your head into place almost, like in the helmet, so it doesn't like bounce around. Uh, I think that's what's next. Yeah, but like if you say if you get thrown about, your head's still going to bang against something and move, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If the airbag's there and it sort of locks your head, against the padding almost yeah then the, the risk of concussion would be less like well, it's still there you. but 
I'll leave you with that multi-million pound idea, you know. <laughs> but like <laughs> Multi-million lira idea. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I know that the MotoGP class riders have different airbags to everybody else, because their ones cover like their arse, their legs, and all that. Which is why they they're look also like they're like the an fastest. In- yeah, but they look, it's why they look like an Instagram model after they've crashed. You know, <laughs> yeah. the big butts and the big thighs and all that, because they got Ditch. more. Yeah, because they got bigger like things you know and full of silicone you know whereas well that's it like, like the... the problem is though you need bigger airbags when you're doing 200 mile hour yeah simple as the superbike riders only really have ones on the chest and their arms at the moment but alpine yeah. stars and the air and all that are looking at you yeah. know moving it, those it on. will become commonplace even like motor three riders eventually i think yeah because they have the motor gb riders and the motor three riders have completely different yeah. ones you, you can never be too ones. safe yeah you can never be t- like you can be too unsafe, but too mm. safe? No. Nah, and, and there's people out there who'll be like, oh, it's too safe, or let them oh, run on the TT. Oh, which was like the 70s. Oh. Yeah, let them run on the Isle of Man TT, or oh, that's over the ballsy ones. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> you just hate people, don't you? I, I don't know why I look at comments half <laughs> the time, honestly. I, I honestly don't look at comments anymore, because about dickheads in comments, especially on Facebook. That place, that place breeds idiocy. Idiocy. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, it does. And like if you look at some of the comments, like I'm part of two group three groups, sorry, on Facebook. And all of them have just had knobs flood in lately. And I'm just wanna yeah. I just wanna just say like slap them and say, Do you realise how much waffle you're actually fucking talking, mate? It's literally why I don't use Facebook, because I'm just like the amount of crap you just see on there. Like but the thing is the whole sport's been infested by idiots lately. We're going on a tangent here. Because <laughs> like I've done this thing for like six years now, right? And it's been pretty damn good six years now. But recently, the amount of shit coming my way from just yeah. idiots who's speaking out and just calling me a knobhead and just firing me hate for no reason. Like, I've never had this much hate in my life. Well, I wouldn't say it's for no reason. Like, you are a knobhead. Well, I know I'm a massive knobhead, <laughs> but I don't deserve to be called it. Like, yeah, you just read the people to figure out, mate. Yeah. But like, no, you're I'm right, like... though. It's just Facebook at the minute is just... Like, you, you can't swear at someone, but you can have a completely wrong opinion. Mm. Like, you see the thing of COVID-19, and it says, oh, this has been fact-checked as false. We need a MotoGP fact-checker. <laughs> yeah, someone get a MotoGP fact-checker, please. Yeah, someone needs to employ Martin Reigns full-time to tell everybody when they're wrong. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, please. Because, but... like, and, and if you're offended by that, you're probably one of the idiots. Well, the thing is, like, people make, like, their, um... They think that because they've got an opinion, it's valid. Mm. And, like, like and yes, Sometimes it is, but the delivery yeah. is stupid. Yeah, like, <laughs> everyone's entitled to opinion, don't get me wrong, but don't act like your opinion's fact. Mm. That's the thing, because like, I'm happy to have somebody tell me if I'm right or wrong and their opinion, that's fine, but act yeah. like it's your opinion, don't act like it's a bloody fact. Well, I'm know? happy to be proven wrong if I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. But there's still no need to call me a fucking gib taffy, for example. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never heard that taffy in my life. I don't it's know what, it what means. English call Welsh people derogatory. Oh, that's quite funny. That I like that. You're I don't taffy. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't get it myself. I just know it's a thing, but I don't I've even. I've never know heard why. that in my life. But fair yeah. enough. Well, I do because obviously I'm Welsh. Yeah, scumbag. Like, Was that four nil to Denmark? Between that sheep shagger, yeah, you know, it's just. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's like it's like when people say to me, "No, the Euro's coming up. Oh, why do you support England? Well, because a fucking Italian's never called me a sheep shagger. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's fair enough. Well, I mean, I sent you Scott Redden's story the other day, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched it twice. I'm online. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, Scott Redden basically posted a load of sheep onto his story, so obviously I had to send it to Jacob. Yeah, it was the message that was with it. Dream. What did I say? Oh, yeah, your dream. <laughs> Fuck you. Dream come true there. Yeah, but like, if you're one of those people who's offended by what we are saying, chances are it's because it hits home and you're just a dickhead. Yeah. So maybe take a look at yourself. And if you don't agree, but, you know, you're not one of those people, then fair enough. Yeah. You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat at the end of the day. And if you want to be that guy who is respectfully coming to me and saying, well, I don't agree with your opinion because of this, yeah. and then list your reasons fine, however I respect your opinion and why I see why you've said it, then, you know, we will be the nicest people in the world and chances are you'll get a good reply out of us. Yeah, not you're a fucking idiot. Cause yeah, you're, you're a fucking idiot. Shit. Blah, blah, blah. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know about racing. And then we are going to fuck, like, at the end of the day, we make no money from this. We're beholden to no sponsors from this. We can tell you exactly what we think of you. Yeah, off you fuck. <laughs> yeah. And if you and then if you don't like it, and you're like, oh, I'm going to unlike this page. Cool. Later, Tina. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Unlike yeah. me, block me. I do not yeah. give a shit. Yeah, like, later, Tina. We don't need people like you. Exactly. But I want to, I don't want to end on a negative hope. Negative note well, like that. So, so I just want to say... Maybe we should, because it's like, maybe they'll then hit home and be like, yeah, no. like the fart it is, you know? No, because I just want to say, Jacob, that it is coming home. <laughs> is it fuck? It's coming home, Jacob. It's going to Rome, I think you meant to say. <laughs> Shit, wait, we're recording this on the Saturday, by the way. Like, we normally record on a Sunday. We're recording oh, on yeah, oh my God, it's with the Leap one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, right now, I don't know, but it's coming home. I can look yeah. like a right twat We've, right we now. We recorded this on the Saturday because he asked to watch this Euros and get his heart broken on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. I need to see the England are coming home. But they're not, are they? England's the only team. How could you say... Casper Schmeichel said it best. How could you say it's coming home when it's never been won? Because it's coming home, mate. (laughs) Casper Schmeichel lost, mate. Yeah, but he was not wrong. It's never actually come home in the first place. If you're talking European Championships, Spain is home. True. But 1966, mate, it's coming home. 55 years on, it's coming home, bro. Honestly, this is why I don't want England to win it more than anything. Because it'll be another fifty-five years of you. Well, you know, we'd be watching like the twenty forty-eight Euros. It'd be Slovenia against the Russian Federation of China, and it'll be like, oh, here's a highlight of Raheem still is dying in the semi-final. Yeah, and that's why I don't want him to win it. It's just it's making, it genuinely is making me want to puke. The Russian Federation of China, eh? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's be honest. It's the tw- it's that's like thirty years, twenty years in the future. Chances are, at that point, it'll just be Russia versus China because two halves <laughs> of the world. But fair, fair, fair. But yeah, it's gonna be, you're gonna be no, it's because they are like the superpowers and they're gonna kill everybody. Fair enough. But the point is, it's gonna be so much. If they win it, it's gonna be another fifty-five years of looking at that, and they can just fail for another fifty-five years. But it'll be coming on because they won it in twenty twenty-one. Do you know what, right? Like, going off on a real bad tangent here. Oh, but I no. um, I saw a thing the other day. Um, Like, you know if England lose a match, 
Yeah. Domestic violence calls go up by 30% in, in England. It's terrible, isn't it? How bad is that? Like, like we joke about it, but how bad is that? Shocking, isn't it? Like, like come on, man. If, if, if your football team lose, you've done it, you bird. No. We're just going kind of, to... Like, this is not even a MetaGP podcast anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, you, like, come like, on, Like, I'm man. a Cardiff fan. Can you imagine, right, if I had a girlfriend, how beaten she would be if I did that? If. Like, this is... yeah, like, getting a girlfriend is the odd part. Get me, don't get me wrong. But, like, Cardiff always lose. But you don't see me slapping people because of it. No. Grow up. Literally. Like, what the hell, man? It's like... Well, it's like the Marquez and Rossi fans go into war whenever somebody wins, isn't it? Mm. Like, like, you don't see just... me punching a cat when Rossi loses, like... No, it's just a game and it's just a race at the end of the yeah. day. We all have our opinions, but it's just a fucking race! Yeah, like, quite literally. If if you're one of those who's, like, thinks Marquez is a grub just because you're a Rossi fan and vice versa, go wash your head, like... Right, it's literally just a race. That's the, that's the single worst thing about our fandom at the moment. Oh, MotoGP fan base at the moment is just horrific. That's just, like, they, I hate to say, but this is why I can't wait for Rossi to retire, in a way. Why? Because, because I miss him on track. Like, you know, what he's done is brilliant. Yeah. But how many fake fans are going to piss off and not well, cause trouble because well, they, Rossi's not there anymore? Well, the, you've got to say, though, it's not just limited to Rossi fans. Oh, no, Marquez no, no. Fans. But, oh. but at the same time, the bulk of them are Rossi fans, let's be honest. Uh, I don't want and... to tie everyone with the same brush because there no, are a hell of a cause... lot of massive yeah. Rossi Marquez fans who are knobheads as well. But... Yes, I agree. I, however, it does seem like the bulk, probably because Rossi's the most popular, so you know, yeah. percentages. Which is fair. But it seems like a lot of the negative comments of Rossi fans lately, and it's just, I can't wait for him to go just so they go. Yeah. Because lot... true MotoGP fans where, who actually support Rossi will remain. Yeah, because there are a lot of people who will leave the sport when Rossi retires. Good enough for him. Fuck off, I say. Like, uh, unlike, bye, unfollowed, bye. Yeah, yeah, quite literally. It's, I, I can't wait. <laughs> mm, like it's but... the people who like uh, like the people who unfollowed Tech Three when Sayori left. <laughs> and then that's Save on Tech well. Three. Yeah. Everybody unfollow Aspar. Oh, speaking of, because we didn't do the podcast last week. Um, did you see Aspar put up um a oh, rainbow yeah. flag? Yeah, and and the amount of people who were saying shame on you, Aspar. I know. And like, follow. Fair, and, fair play to Aspar squad for yeah, that. Yeah, they honestly. didn't have to do that. Like no. you know, we we all like make jokes, blah blah blah. But we are for totally quality here. Obviously, obviously. Like I've always said, I couldn't give a crap who you're banging as long as it's legal. Yeah, as long as you're bang- as long as you're safe, courteous, and are not a dickhead about it, and are consensual, bang yeah, who you want. Like. Yeah, quite literally. Like, who cares? Yeah, but apparently uh, a lot of people seem to care on the Aspar page. Mm. Um, if you get a chance, go and look at their their post about it, because honestly, some of the comments on there are just are exactly what we're talking about. Like, with Facebook, it's just... Yeah. Ugh, it's abhorrent. Like, just show Aspar like. some love. Show Aspar yeah. some love, because they are the first and only team Yeah, they're the it. only team to do it. Like, we can't... See, like... <laughs> With respect to Rossi's team, they're sponsored by Aramco now or Saudi Arabia. Oh, we can't see them doing it. He's not going to do that. Like, the thing is, like, fair play to the Aspar team for doing that because they didn't. Like have you said, to. no one else has done it. No one spoke about BLM. Franco Morbidelli was the only person to speak about that. You mm. know, like F1 were all over it. Mergey Bianchevich. Yeah. In a way, I'm sort of glad. Hmm. But it is nice to see it as well. So Absolutely. it's like a double-edged sword. 
Yeah, I like, know. I get what you mean. Like it, it, we sh- like they are role models at the end of the day, teams and riders. And if they feel strongly about something, they should be able to speak out about it. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Like yep. fair play to them. Yeah. So to end on a positive note, be kind and respect everyone equally, or hate everyone equally. Yeah, if, if you you're going to hate people. people, hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> don't just hate one group of people. Hate everyone. Yeah, there, there haven't been really much news this week, of there? No, we're just pretty much just grabbed the straws at the moment. And obviously, we don't know anything about racing anyway, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> so. Yeah, but this, is only, this part is only going to reinforce the fact that we don't know much shit about racing. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we no, haven't really we... spoke about racing. No. This has no. been more of a opinion-based personal <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's been Don't worry, it, w- it won't be like this next week. So if you no. hated it, make sure you tell us. But yeah. like I said, make sure you tell us equally. Yeah, tell us both. Don't just tell Jacob or don't just tell yeah. me. Yeah, don't just tell the taffy, tell everybody. Don't tell the Welshman just because he's Welsh, he's a dickhead. But tell him he's a sheepshagger. Yeah, well, it's not right. coming home, so it's fine. It's coming home. It's not coming over, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's oh, not. You know, if it does come over, right? Just if if some if it comes home, right, and it, all the English people listen to this on Monday and then they decide to message me, it's come home. I'm gonna block him. <laughs> Please do it. I'm Please. not gonna actually block him. Please message me him. Please message him. I'm actually gonna puke. <laughs> like this is what I mean about equality. If you're gonna message me, it's come home. Please make sure you message deck a minion helmet. Oh no. Oh, oh. just equality oh god well but yeah like this this has been like if you come you expected news sorry to piss on your bonfire but i hope you enjoyed it anyway oh people are gonna hate this episode i know it already <laughs> yeah, like, people are gonna fucking hate it but this is shit. you know what like a lot of people seem to like the looser feel of being down the pub so maybe you'll be all right yeah well like apparently we're like just people sat in our bedroom where's the comment i'm gonna read it this is just a shit waste of time listening Thought there'd be good content, but you clowns know jack shit about racing. Just a couple of fans sitting in their bedroom, never been to a race. Well, from two clans and never from a racing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a joke's up. on you. I'm in my office. Oh, exactly. I don't have a bedroom, I'm poor. <laughs> you just have a box. Yeah, I, I sleep outside. <laughs> well, you're Welsh. You know, probably sleep on a farm or something. I don't know. See, racist. I don't give a shit, mate. You're Welsh. You're a taffy now. Yeah, and your scouse suit probably nicked your house. <laughs> probably in my car. Yeah. <laughs> hey, lad, found a Cosmith. Oh. All right, lad. <laughs> found a fucking Cosmith. <laughs> fucking Cosmith, honey. See, we are. now we've just alienated the Liverpool people as well. Great. I mean, they no, won't I'm... listen to it. They're too busy out robbing, but... No one's going to have listened past, like, 10, 15 minutes ago when we started talking yeah. about BLM and all that, so... Well, I mean, maybe not. But, to, yeah, let's end on a positive note. Go and show Aspar some love. Yeah. Because they're only are they back in our best British Open who in the championship in Scott Ogden. But yeah. they also were brave enough to put the rainbow and support, uh, support the... I don't know why I would call it as a street person, a gay that, movement. No, it's a it's an LGBTQA plus movement. That. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, Aspar. Well done, lads. Same. Yeah. Well done, Aspar. Really appreciate the things you're doing, genuinely. And yeah, this has been the Motivation Podcast. I hope you've liked it. I hope you've probably not hated it. We'll have potentially a guest on next weekend, so that'll be a bit different. And yeah. Yes, this has been Everything Motor Racing. And also, one thing I did, I completely forgot to mention. Oh, um, we No, that's a good thing. Um, 
obviously, as people may or may not know, we're in contact with quite a few writers. Yeah. Why don't we ask people who they would like, and then if we're in contact with them, maybe then they can, we can discuss it. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, if you are this close, or if you're actually listening to this at this point, let us yeah. know who you want on. And we'll try and sort it out. But please don't bloody go and ask for Rossi and all that. Because, yeah. mate... <laughs> be realistic. <laughs> please be realistic. <laughs> but, yeah, this has been Everything Motor Racing. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And we'll be back next week. Thanks, Goodbye. guys.